0: Welcome to True Crime 101 with Murder Friends, the podcast where three friends from three different countries talk murder. My name's Alana, and I'm Canadian. I'm Anna, and I'm American. My name's Hannah, and I'm British. In addition to our longer episodes, True Crime 101 talks you through key true crime cases and theories. Now, this week, we are talking about the Canadian killer Gordon Stewart Northcott. And do either of you guys recognize his name?
1: Not at all, no. Not at all.
0: What about Walter Collins? Double no. No? Mm. (laughs) So, Gordon Northcott was born in Bladworth, Saskatchewan, which... Canada, and uh, raised in BC out on the West Coast. He moved to LA with his parents in 1924, and just two years later, at the age of 19, Northcott asked his father to purchase a plot of land in the community of Wineville, located in Riverside County, California. Now, speak up if any of this rings any bells, but Northcott decided to build a chicken ranch and a house with the help of his father and his nephew, Stanford Clark. So this whole pretense of like building this chicken farm and this um, house area was a pretext that Northcott used to bring Clark to the U.S. from Saskatchewan. And upon the boys' arrival to the Wineville Ranch, Northcott began to beat and sexually abuse Clark, his nephew. Which is... Very sad. Oh, Hannah, do you? Yeah, maybe. I might, I might know, oh, but I'm going to get my
2: mouth shut in case I keep making it completely of <laughs> myself. Highly likely.
0: So in August of 1928, out of concern for his welfare, Clark's 19-year-old older sister, Jessie, decided to visit him at this ranch. She became suspicious of the letters that Clark was, like, forced to send home, basically saying, like, everything's fine. And to her, it just seemed that it wasn't how he would normally sound so god bless her she decides okay well i'm gonna go to the ranch and i'm gonna see for myself like what's going on at that time clark told her that he feared for his life she learned that northcott had murdered four boys at the ranch he abducted an undetermined number of boys and molested them typically after molesting them he would then drive the victims home and let them go and because they were so terrified they would never say anything. Four of them, however, he actually killed at the ranch and at like the chicken farm. I can't imagine like going to visit your brother and then he's like, FYI, there's a lot of bodies here. So once she returned back to Canada, she informed the American consul about the crimes. Then the consul wrote a letter to the LAPD um, using Jesse's sworn complaint and her statement. But it's kind of awkward because they take it more as an immigration issue because he is Canadian and he's brought another Canadian here and all that kind of stuff. So rather than the LAPD going in, they actually contact the U.S. Immigration Services. So at the end of that month, Two immigration service inspectors go to the ranch. They take Clark, the younger boy, into custody. So Northcott had actually seen them driving up the road to the ranch. Like we're talking a a long ass road to this ranch kind of in the middle of nowhere. And Northcott told the boy that you need to stall these guys or I'm going to shoot you from the tree line. So Northcott runs... Into the woods. While Clark is stalling. And I mean poor. The poor kid is like absolutely terrified. And finally when he felt like the agents. Could protect him. He tells them. Just to let you know. Northcott is in the woods with a rifle. He said he's going to shoot me. If I say anything. Can you help me? It's terrifying. <laughs> I know. Jesus Christ. Ooh. The whole story is a, is a big time sad story. Um, I'll tell you. Well, I don't want to spoil it yet. We'll we'll get there. So Northcott and his mother, Sarah Louise, tried to flee to Canada, going back up into the border, but they were arrested in British Columbia just a few weeks after this whole incident. The nephew, Clark, testified at Sarah Louise's sentencing that Northcott had kidnapped, molested, beaten, and killed young boys, they think three three young boys, with the help of his mother and himself. He testified about the murder of a fourth young man, a Mexican citizen, after which Northcott had forced Clark to help dispose of the victim's head by burning it in a fire pit. And then it was reported that the headless body was left by the side of the road because they had no other place to put it. And the boy stated that they used quicklime to dispose of the remains and the bodies that were buried on the ranch. But it gets worse. Because of course it does. So authorities found three shallow graves at the ranch exactly where the boy stated they would would be found. However, these graves did not contain complete bodies, only parts of bodies, During testimony from both the boy, Clark, and his older sister, it was learned that the bodies had actually been dug up by Northcott and his mother a few weeks after Clark was taken into custody. So I guess at that point, Northcott and his mom were like, this kid's going to talk. We need to do something about these people that are buried literally outside of our house. So it looks like they had taken the bodies out to a deserted area where they were most likely burned. So complete bodies were never recovered. However, evidence found in the graves on the site consisted of 51 parts of human anatomy. And this evidence enables the authorities to conclude that Walter Collins, two brothers, Winslow brothers, and an unidentified fourth victim had all been murdered. Now, in the story, Clark, the young boy, was not tried for murder because they truly believe he had been a victim. Um, he was terrified. He was sexually abused. He received death threats from Northcott. If he wasn't a willing participant, he would have died. So the boy um, was not tried, which, I i mean, that kid's going to need a lot of therapy. Now, like I said before, the Canadian police arrested Northcott and his mother in September of 1928. Um, they were finally extradited to L.A. Now, while they were waiting, the mother confessed to the murders including that of nine-year-old Walter Collins, but before being extradited to California, she then retracted her confession, as did Northcott, who had originally confessed to killing more than five boys. At this point, they just kind of go back and forth, confessing, not confessing, like like mother, like son, I guess. After they had finally arrived to California, the mother once again confessed and pleaded guilty to killing Walter Collins specifically she was not put on trial though upon her guilty plea they sentenced her to life imprisonment sparing her the death penalty because simply she was a woman hashtag feminism (laughs) equality yeah now during her sentence hearing she claimed that her son was innocent and then she made a variety of bizarre claims saying that he was an illegitimate son of an English nobleman, that she was actually his grandmother and he was a result of incest, that, like, just going all over the place. But she did try to say that he was innocent and it was just on her. Either way, she serves her sentence and she was paroled after less than 12 years Just 12 years for her involvement in these murders. However many she ended up doing, they don't totally know. But yeah, 12 years. Now, it's speculated that Northcott may have killed as many as 20 boys, but California could not produce evidence to support it. Ultimately, the state only brought an indictment against Northcott for the murders of the underage, unidentified Mexican national. They refer to him as... The headless Mexican, which I'm not really That's sure respectful. who picked oh, the, who picked now. that name. Nuh-uh. So he gets indicted for the Mexican Mexican national and the two brothers Lewis and Nelson Winslow, aged 12 and 10. It's implied that he was also involved in another boy's death, Walter Collins, but they they couldn't prove that one on him. Now, in true serial killer fashion. His trial was all over the place. He insisted on representing himself uh, in court after firing several licensed defense attorneys. Northcott then put himself on the stand and then grilled himself by asking and answering his own questions. Red flag.
1: What, so did he ask and then run and jump in the box and, like, answer them and then run back to the thing and, like, put a tie on and then, like...
0: (laughs) Did he do
2: that thing where he, like, painted one half of his face as a woman and the other half as a man and then just, like, switched his face around? Oh, yes, yes, there we go. God. Sorry, we
1: shouldn't laugh. No, it's not funny.
0: The trial lasts 27 days, and it ends with him being convicted of the murders. He's sentenced to death, and he was hanged in 1930 at San Quentin State Prison. He was 23. That's Yikes. so young. Yeah. Now, the reason that this story, I think, comes up, and other pod- you know podcasts cover it, and you kind of recognize the name, but you're not really sure where, it's because of Walter Collins and the movie The Changeling.
1: I knew it was... Yeah, guys, I feel like yeah. it was... Yeah, after a while I got it, yeah.
0: So I actually just re-watched the movie and I was like, oh, I like completely forgot about this. And I f- forgot that it's a true crime and I forgot that he was Canadian. So Changeling is the movie with um, Angelina Jolie and her son, nine-year-old Walter Collins, is abducted. And it talks a lot about how the disappearance received like nationwide attention... And the LAPD was trying like really hard to find him because they have been facing a lot of like negative publicity and they were not perceived too well in the media. So they're like, right, we're going to do this right. We're going to find Walter Collins. It'll make us look really good. So after five months After Walter's disappearance, uh, a boy claiming to be Walter was found in Illinois, and they had this huge, like, public reunion, and the LAPD, you know, they found the son, they bring him back to the mother, and at the reunion, the mom was like, this ain't my kid, like, I don't know where you found this kid, he's not my kid. She was told by the officer in charge of the case, Captain J.J. Jones, to take the boy home to try him out for a couple of weeks. Oh, what? Oh my God! So, three weeks later, Christine returns and says, "Like this boy is not my son. Like I don't know what you guys are trying to do. He's not my son." She starts to raise the alarm that they have, you know, the LAPD is now fucked up again. So they admit her to a psychiatric hospital under a code twelve, which is a term used to jail or commit someone who is deemed difficult or inconvenient.
2: Oh my dear God. God, then we should all be in a fucking mental institution. Do you know what I mean? Holy crap. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> like, like, Anna, like, Anna, could you imagine if like Poppy were missing and then they just <gasps> brought this fucking random girl to your house and be like, like hey, here's your daughter? And you're like, I um, don't think so.
1: Yeah, this isn't my child. Like you'd know. <laughs> like, of course you would know. It's not, but also it's not like, okay. The only thing you could maybe do is like if it was a teeny baby. Like a newborn mm. when it dis- when the child disappeared and then i don't know it was like 7 and then you're like uh, okay maybe but like it wasn't a, it was a baby he wasn't a baby when he just dis- like disappeared
0: no and they even had like the dentist his dentist came forward and said this kid's teeth don't match with walter collins oh also by the way this kid is shorter than walter collins <laughs> when he went away but then the lapd's like oh well he's shorter because he's been through a really stressful traumatic experience and stuff like it's it's absolutely ridiculous and then for her to get admitted to a psychiatric hospital i don't know if you guys know what they would be like in what like the 1930s but not very good
2: yeah bad bad news that's when they were still like drilling holes in people's fucking heads yeah no that
1: was like the worst yeah bad stuff It's what horror films are made of now. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's not good. It's really bad.
0: So Mm -hmm. during the mom's incarceration in the hospital, they question this young boy who finally admits to being 12 year old Arthur Hutchins Jr., who is a runaway. When he was at a roadside cafe, some random dude said, oh, you kind of look like that missing Walter kid. So the kid just decides, I'm just going to impersonate him, and I'm going to get to go to Hollywood, and it won't be a big deal. So what blows my mind, I mean, there's a lot of things in this story that blows my mind, but Christine, the mom, was released from the hospital hospital 10 days after the boy admitted to not being her son. So they just kind of, like, let her hang out in there for 10 days.
2: Oh, my good God. Ugh.
0: Thankfully, she files for a lawsuit against the LAPD and wins. Specifically Good. against the captain, she's awarded $10,000, which is approximately 150,000 US of which he never paid her. Why not? <laughs> Just like it's was Just like it keeps going. So Christine became hopeful that her son might still be alive. After she actually speaks with Northcott, she asked him if he had killed her son. And after listening to like repeated lies, confessions and recantations, and he he confesses and then he doesn't confess. And she concludes that he's insane. And because he did not seem to know whether he had ever met Walter, much less killed him. She clings to the hope that Walter is still alive and he is somewhere. So sad. Yeah, like real like, And he's so young, like he's just a little kid. Oh, god northcott sent the mom christine a telegram shortly before his execution executioning shortly before his execution saying he had actually lied when he denied that walter was among his victims he promised to tell the truth but she needed to come see him before he died and he would confess what actually happened so this poor mother goes to see him just a few hours before the execution. And when she arrives, he says, I don't want to see you. And when she confronts him, you know, did you kill my son? He says, I don't know anything about it. I'm innocent. So, What
1: a giant uh, piece of shit human.
0: Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to be, I guess, to to kill like three kids, uh, to be just a trash bag of a human. But that is the story of both... Walter Collins and the Canadian serial killer Gordon Stewart Northcott. If you haven't seen Changeling, I mean, it's long as hell. I didn't realize how long it was. But it is really interesting in telling this particular story. More so about Walter Collins and his mom and their sort of quest to find out what happened to him. And the the nice thing for once is the serial killer guy is kind of like in the background. He's much less... Mm -hmm a focus of the story but it is it is a huge crime and they still believe that there are probably victims that they will never identify because of you know DNA and everything but yeah it's a, it's a great movie if you want to watch it it's a really sad story so heads up I guess
1: oh that was good. <laughs> it was I really read, good I didn't really know anything about that I've seen that movie but I sort of forgot all about that whole that whole, all that, other, that whole crime.
0: Yeah, for some reason, I, I remember the chicken farm murders guy. Yeah, that's where you got me. As soon as you he, said chickens, I was, was like, I oh. Mean... <laughs> <chickens."> <laughs> but I also I knew of the story of the the mom who gets her son returned, and it's not her son. And I forgot that they're the same story. Like I, I didn't realize yeah. that they were connected. The way they treated that mother though was
2: heinous. Yeah, I mean like... it's pretty shocking jamming her in a mental institution that's
0: insane. for like being that's like, not my
2: son when I mean, it wasn't actually her son no. and oh. the kid's not even the oh. same
0: height no
2: <laughs> he a- shrunk H- because of the trauma yeah.
0: can you shrink yeah. through trauma
1: i've never I mean, made that i don't know you can um what did prince andrew claim is that a thing where you, he doesn't sweat oh yeah he doesn't <laughs> sweat <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> no, no, it could have been, oh. been me because i uh I don't, sweat. I don't sweat. I couldn't, at that period of time, I didn't sweat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I had a medical condition, which means I can't sweat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can sweat now, but I couldn't sweat then. Okay.
2: So there's yeah. like no proof.
1: Cool. So basically, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like... <laughs> all right. I think that's all we have for today. You can check out our website, murderfriends.com. All of Atlanta sources will be there. Murderfriendspod at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Follow us on Instagram Murder Friends Pod and Twitter at murderfriendspd and we will see you next time bye, bye.